The Duncan Robinson revival is in full swing, so we invite Sports Illustrated's Rowan Nodkerney to talk about his recent piece on Duncan and his incredible impact this season. Plus, we give our takes on this Miami Heat season from their chances at playoff success and postseason awards and much more. So grab some Thanksgiving leftovers, sit back, and enjoy today's episode of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg. Joining me as always, it's David Vermill. However you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app, thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Fired up to be joined today by Rowan Nudkarni of Sports Illustrated to help us take stock of the Heat season so far. We're going to do this by giving our takes. Not necessarily the hottest takes, but just something that we really believe about this Heat team. Um, Rowan you are our guest. Let's just jump right in. We'll start with you. Where do you want to take us? Well, first of all, excited to be here as always. Secondly, so excited we could we could just avoid Wes's awkward small talk today and um, jump <laughs> jump right into the takery. Thrilled about that. Um, I wrote about Duncan Robinson today. Yes, you, um, you know, I actually spoke to Duncan during the finals for a story we were hoping to do during the finals. Unfortunately, the Heat lost too quickly for us to run the story in time. <laughs> Sucks. So, but it was great because everything he told me then makes sense now. The story is all about him working his way back into the rotation. And it's crazy. After he got hurt last year, down the stretch of the season, he wasn't really a normal part of the rotation anymore. His minutes were sporadic. If Tyler doesn't get hurt during the playoffs. We, we may not have seen much of Duncan. And the next thing you know, he was part of their best lineup in the playoffs. Closing games in the fourth quarter with Kyle, Caleb, Jimmy, and Bam. So my take based on that is Duncan Robinson's got to be a starter for the rest of the season. He's um, on fire! <laughs> <laughs> um, if you look at the lineup data, it's still a small sample size with 74 minutes, the Kyle, Duncan, Jimmy, Haywood, Bam lineup. It's a 19.4 net now of all NBA lineups that have played at least 70 minutes. I believe there's 28 of them. That's the second best uh, behind only Boston starting five. We all know uh, how good they've been to start this season. So um, I, I think that, you know, the proof has been there, not just this year, but I think for years now, how well Jimmy and Bam play off of Duncan. I, I think he settles everyone in their roles. I think the movement, his two man game with Bam is really effective. And that's not to say Tyler's played poorly this year, or that I think he's the reason for their slow start. He's obviously put up some of the best individual numbers of his career, but I just think the rhythm of this starting five, you can't break it up. And we've seen in the past the Heat thrive with Duncan in the starting lineup and Tyler coming off the bench. Can I provide a counter argument just because that's how good radio works? Um, you mentioned <laughs> the lineup data there. The the lineup, the same lineup you're talking about, but swap Tyler Hero in for Duncan Robinson has a net rating of over four point fourteen points per one hundred possessions. Better but than look at that. So well, it's not but, like but which of these, which of those lineups seems more sustainable? The one that has like 139 offensive rating um, or what the Heat have done in a larger sample size with Duncan and Haywood? I think that the the lineup with Tyler has been good uh, net rating wise, but it's been really poor defensively. Yep. And that offensive rating is just completely unsustainable. It's It's not very real to me. And I'm not saying that the Duncan data is, you know, complete fact. But when you when you compare that 
when you take that with the fact that Duncan's also been closing fourth quarters, he's obviously been a big part of the team's success. Do you think, David, that Duncan Robinson should come off the bench or, or should start and Tyler Hero should come off the bench? We've talked about it before. I'm starting to kind of lean that way also, but I, we, you know, we talked about the possibility. You brought it up. Like, why? Go to the dark is... side, David. No, no. It's not necessarily about Tyler starting <laughs> or coming off the bench, but like, why wouldn't he replace, say, Kyle Lowry in the starting lineup? Like, isn't that a possibility in this other? I mean, we haven't seen that lineup potentially, but I mean, isn't that. I think I think what Wes is kind of hinting at is the fact that the 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 lineups were great, but it was you know the difference is Haywood Highsmith starting as, over Kevin Love. Who no, I'm saying even lately, the lineups with Tyler Hero and Haywood Highsmith in it are very good. Yeah, right, right. So the difference is Haywood Highsmith. So why right. not test that out a little bit longer? But or moreover, if, if Highsmith is going to continue starting, when I don't see why he wouldn't, why wouldn't we bring Tyler into that starting lineup alongside Duncan because their games I think could fit equally well. And I and you know we made this argument. Our listeners and fans, you know, believe that there's no chance Tyler should come off the bench. I don't know. I, I'm kind of stuck. I really don't know because we haven't well, seen this version of Duncan with this version of Tyler, at least the way he was playing before he was hurt. I think that's a very fair point that you bring up, David, and especially in terms of how the two of them have evolved since the last time that they started together with any level of regularity, which has been a few seasons now, and the Heat kind of went away from that experiment. What I would say is I know fans also don't want to hear this is I think Kyle Lowry has actually been pretty solid to start this season. The, the county stats may not be there, but the team seems to perform well when he's on the floor. I think a large part of that's to do with the fact that he's really the only true point guard on the team. I think defensively, he still brings more than Tyler Hero, even at this stage of his career. I think the fact that he's not looking to shoot, even if people want him to be more aggressive, I think the fact that he's not looking to shoot helps that starting lineup a bit. I think it helps settle everyone into their roles. So I'm not saying that Tyler and Duncan together don't deserve a look. I, I think that that's something we might see in fourth quarters. We might see it for stretches, but mm. I'm more of the opinion that you maybe for years now, the heat have kind of had this weird issue where they haven't really had a great closing lineup. Uh, they don't have a consistent closing lineup, um, which is kind of rare for teams of their caliber. I mean, they stumbled right. upon one in the playoffs, which is one they weren't really using during the regular season. And it feels like for the first time in a few seasons, they've kind of found their their hammer lineup, their go-to. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Spo doesn't use it in the fourth quarter, but I, I think they finally have found a group that's had been really successful, and I just wouldn't mess with that. So I'm starting to actually come around to the idea that Tyler Hero should come off the bench and Duncan Robinson should just start. We already talked about the numbers, but let's just lose the number mumbo-jumbo. Qualitatively, watch the team, and it functions better. And there is something yeah. to be said about that. And I'm I'm willing to admit it. And I've never actually denied it. My whole thing this whole time was I thought the Heat's ceiling was with Tyler Hero as a starter, that they had to figure it out. I'm starting to come around to the idea that maybe you just don't. Maybe Duncan – and that's because Duncan Robinson has been so good at so many new things and other things this year that you don't necessarily need Tyler Hero to be in that starting lineup to reach a ceiling. Duncan Robinson right now is playing better than Max Struess ever has. And we don't really yeah. talk about that. And, and I think that's a big thing going on right now for Miami. The other thing that I really like about Tyler Hero coming off the bench is, and Spolster already has done this, it, he's been trying to stagger Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero together because he recognizes that they don't play well together. Both players average more than four seconds per touch this season and basically historically are around that. That doesn't work. Like that just doesn't work with two quote-unquote star players. You need one to kind of take the number one option, be number one in the pecking order, and the other one to sort of fall back and, and in line. 
if you bring Tyler Hero off the bench, you're already naturally staggering them, which is something Spoh's already doing. And it forces Jimmy Butler to be the number one option. It keeps him out of a deferential role. The Miami Heat are undefeated this season when Jimmy Butler has a usage rating in a game of over 30% of Miami's possessions. He is a star player, and he doesn't really play like one all the time in the regular season. But if you take – and having Hero as a starter kind of gives him reason to not do it, right? It justifies him taking a back seat. He should not be taking a back seat. He's one of the best players in the game. He's still – he's as effective an isolation player in small samples as Luka Doncic and James Harden is. Just let him go to work in that starting lineup, and then maybe you can get to a closing lineup later. And then, hey, to David's point, maybe your closing lineup is Tyler Hero in, in that spot for Kyle Lowry because you need some mm-hmm. shot making at the end of games. And we know how good Tyler Hero is in the clutch. Above all else, and I know we're kind of pressed for time here, but how realistic is this at this point right now with Great young question. Tyler Hero trying to establish himself and putting in all the work and, and doing and saying all the right things after being linked to trade rumors for the past three seasons, telling him, sorry, you got hurt. Well, we kind of like the way the team looks it now it with more Duncan. realistic? Because he's saying and doing all the right things. If he were to come out after getting benched and not say and do all the right things, it's almost like, hey, were, were you bluffing before? No, you know, Rowan, I, I what do you that. think? I mean, isn't this yeah. what heat culture is is made for? You Listen, can't handle bringing I'm, Tyler Hero off the bench? I'm not going to sit here and say it would be an easy pill for Tyler to swallow. It's easy for us to say it. This is what he has to do. You know, we've seen Goran Dragic, an all-star before, accept a different role on the team, right? Like, he was coming off an all-NBA season and said, I'm going to defer to Dwayne Wade. Later in his heat career, he came off the bench. Um, great players have sometimes had to accept these kinds of roles. I mean, Manu Ginobili did it in San Antonio. This guy's in a different stage of his career, but we're seeing Russell Westbrook do it now. Um, Mm. I think we make such a big deal out of who's starting. And I know it's ironic for me to say that because I started this take, but like Jaime Jaquez is one of the heat's most important players. He's coming off the bench playing the fourth quarter. Everyone's going to find a role on this team. I'm more so about just protecting the sanctity of the heat of a unit that the heat have had a lot of success with, which frankly has been rare for them the last few seasons. And lastly, just on Duncan, because I know we focus so much on him versus hero. That's not what this is about. Like I just want to celebrate Duncan for a second. Who's averaging career yes. highs in points, rebounds, assists. Air horn, goal air horn. Yeah. Um, his best. Uh, <laughs> he's getting to the line more than he's ever been in his career. He's shooting a, his highest three point percentage since 2020. He really worked hard to reinvent himself at a time when, you know, it was happening behind the scenes. It was happening because he was playing yep. one-on-one, two-on-two with guys yep. at the end of the bench. So good for Duncan, yep. man. Um, speaking out. of star players, Bam Adebayo. Is he mm. finally going to be recognized as one of the best players in the NBA? We're going to talk about that next here on Locked on Heat. Today's episode of Locked on Heat is brought to you by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for your next event. Game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all in prices, and the views from your seat so you can see exactly where you're going to be for whatever show you're looking to get tickets for. No obstructions in the way, and I love that about that feature. And their best price guarantee, Game Time takes all the guesswork out of buying tickets, last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, whatever you're looking for. If you're looking in town for you know business or something like that, you say, you know what, I've got a couple of hours to kill. Go on the Game Time app. It's so easy to use. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA, and you get twenty dollars off your first purchase. That's twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, create an account uh, and redeem the code Locked On NBA. That's L O C K E D O N N B A for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. 
David, um, go ahead. David's a born salesman, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. He is like nails the pitches every time. Nails the pitches every time. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you are subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top uh, sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, hot take number two. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give mine here. Bam Adebayo has been such a polarizing player for the last several years. I think we're at a point, or we are reaching the point now, where the national media will be forced to acknowledge Bam Adebayo's place among the elite among the elite players in the NBA, he is a top 15 player. And when I say national media, Rohan, of course, I am not talking about you. You are <laughs> national media, but you have been on the bandwagon for a long time. But it's we're going to get to a point where your greasy-haired peers are going to have to recognize what BAM is all about here. Um, wow. Helping his case here is that all NBA is transitioning to positionless this season, right? So it's not two forwards, a center, and two guards. If we did the All-NBA teams right now, Bam would be a part of it. He would easily be a part of it. Here's last year's All-NBA team, really quick. Number, uh, first team, Giannis, Tatum, Embiid, SGA, Luka. All five of those guys in some order are going to be making it this year. Um, second team, Jokic, Donovan Mitchell, Steph, Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brown. We'll debate a couple of <laughs> those guys. Jokic's second team is so, is it, so hilarious. I forgot that he was yeah. second team last Embiid year. Embiid won MVP like, oh, last year, yeah. In the championship. Uh, third team, Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, Dame, Julius Randle. He had, he had a good year. He had a good year. And LeBron because he, he's uh, contractually obligated to be in it. Um, well, he's kind of earned it too. Also, yeah. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> missing the cut last year, Kevin Durant, for, vi- for a variety of reasons, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Tyrese Maxey, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, Trey Young, Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson, Darius Garland. Some of those guys are obviously going to be more contenders this year than they were last year. But that's that list of the guys that made the team last year and that list I just read of who didn't make it last year is sort of the list plus bam. Those are kind of like if you were going to list off a big list of contenders, mm-hmm. that's the list. This year, I have – I know I'm going long here, and I'll throw it to you guys again. I think Jokic and B, Luka, Giannis, Tatum, easy, probably your first team if we were voting on it today. And then in any order – Durant, SGA, Tyrese Halliburton, who's putting up monster numbers, Steph, of course, De'Aaron Fox, LeBron. But Bam Adebayo, I think, is squarely in that mix. I would also probably put Tyrese Maxey, Anthony Edwards, and Paul George. If I was just listing out the top 15 players, and now a positionless All-NBA, that's what you get to do. You just, hey, those are the top 15 players. You go five at a time. Boom, those are your three teams. I think Bam's in it. And I think if he does make it, like I said, the national media is going to be forced to acknowledge him as that kind of player, which he hasn't really been considered and I understand why, but he should be considered that now. Rohan, what did it say to you? You know, it's an interesting one. I Listen, I think we're all in agreement here about Bam's talent and the kind of player he is. I don't know that I fully agree with the narrative that the national media disrespects Bam. I know people get so upset about the defensive player of the year. I think the fact is two years ago he would have won the award if uh, – if the he Boston wasn't hurt off, for yeah, as much as, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah also the, the, You know, and the injuries, I guess. Boston's team defense was so good that they just felt that they had to give it to a Celtic. Um, 
and Bam, I just think he just gave it to Sam Hauser at that point, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, last year, again, uh, the team was just so middling that I don't think right. there was a lot of inspiration uh, to reward uh, Bam. And I do think Jaron Jackson had a great year, even though his minutes were very low. I would, the only argument I'd have, Wes, is I, I, I think the position list is going to hurt Bam. I really do, because hmm. I think he was, you could have, you know, written him in ink for at worst third team center this year behind Jokic and Embiid. Yeah. Yeah. I think the issue he's going to run into is there's a ton of talented guards in the NBA, and I think it's going to come down to that 65-game threshold, which is the new NBA requirement uh, to be recognized for postseason awards because, I mean, you mentioned it. Like, in the past, you'd have to leave guards off or, or you know, some players would kind of float between positions and it would split up their vote, et cetera. But if you get a full season, if, if KD, Booker, SGA, Halliburton, Steph, Donovan Mitchell, if you get a lot of these guys to meet that threshold, I do think it's going to be very tough uh, to separate just because it's still such a guard-dominated game, and they're going to put up, I think, gaudier numbers than Bam. But I, what's more important is I think at his current pace, Bam is is proving um, to be the kind of caliber player you're talking about, which is top 15. Uh, the mid, He's taken more jumpers this year than last year. The numbers are up. I mean, he's putting up 22 and – 11 routinely now that's that's superstar level stuff so that's i think what's most important but i'm interested yeah. to see how the position list stuff plays out david what do you think does the position list versus the position thing split the difference break the tie here does that help or hurt bam no i think it clearly hurts him i really do because you, you can make arguments for other players and and you know i think not to necessarily disagree exactly with what ron say but i i do think national media won't vouch for what bam does as vociferously as we do regarding bam's impact like i i think he's still a niche kind of hipster pick amongst like nba media members about what he does because he is so good but kind of like what nikola jovich was like maybe four or five seasons ago like he kind of appreciated his sorry yeah nikola jovich <laughs> what he was four no, or five seasons fair. ago mm-hmm. you know I, I think they they, yeah. they can see his impact but the numbers just don't bear it out and i think that's still always going to hurt him like he's better and still not good enough. Like, I don't think there's any disagreeing that he's still a top 15 player, but in terms of being able to outrank him over some of those other more productive players, it's probably going to work against him, especially when it's positionless too. So I think that's still going to be held against him. It's going to be held against him in defensive well, player of the about, year awards. And if we talk about just these awards specifically, like the Heat need to win. Like last year, I understand why yeah, none yeah. of these players got any awards because the Heat were an eighth seed in the, in the playoffs, right? Like if, if the Heat stay in the top four or five in the East, then I think we start having conversations about mm-hmm. which heat players are in, in the running for which awards, whether it's BAM for all NBA defensive player of the year and et cetera, all those things. I think the heat have to have a winning season for BAM to be considered that kind of guy. Because like you said, David, like the Jokic thing, that was a, like Denver was just 50 wins a year, right? At some point right. you had to be like, why is this happening? And you just kept mm-hmm. going back to, to Jokic. Right. So right. Um, for the heat, it's, they got to win, and then you got to yeah. wonder why. And, I, and that, yeah, go ahead, Ron. Just to to David's point about the media stuff, I do think that David's a good point. Like, you know, I think there are, is a class of people who are hip to Bam's isolation defensive numbers, right? Um, but right. that's not, and, and that might be what I see more than most people, and that's not necessarily reflective of what everyone sees or how everyone understands the game or people who aren't in South Florida watching Bam on a nightly basis. So, right. I, I definitely think there's an element of truth to that. And yeah, I think it, like Wes said too, it's going to come down to winning. Um, it's just, it's such a guard and perimeter oriented yeah. league. 
that I think it's going to be interesting to see how uh, that affects someone like Bam, who, even though he's putting up incredibly solid numbers, he's not going to be a Tyrese Halliburton and hit seven threes in a quarter. You know what I mean? Um, the impact is not as obvious on the surface level as it, as it might be for other players, even if it's as equally big when you dig a little bit deeper. All NBA is so far away here. We have an all-star <laughs> break to talk about. What Heat players could be in the running to make the all-star team? We'll talk about that next year on Locked on Heat. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get on the action with the NFL season shaping up and, of course, the NBA season kicking off at full steam. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Go visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL and NBA. What's the what's the betting situation in Florida these days? Uh, it's like I don't know, do... but I just heard that uh, crafts tables are going to be open at the Hard Rock. So. Interesting. Isn't it like Hard Rock only? You can do sports bets or something like that, right? Yeah, you can only do it mm-hmm. at the place, which kind of defeats the whole purpose. Interesting. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Uh, thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe to YouTube, your favorite podcast app. Every day as we'll be back, we will be back next week. We are finishing off our takes for the Miami Heat season. David, you're up. Yeah, I know. I kind of I wanted to cheat a little bit. I'm sorry, Rowan. I know it's not. This is it's my fault. I misunderstood the assignment, you know, and, and that's on me. It's not you're going to no, blame Wes as you always you do. You have no I, I have no I have no issue with whatever you're about to say. So no I've got two takes. I've got two takes. Is one was a little bit too hot. Takes <laughs> like one was one was a little too hot. I think maybe, okay. and then the other one is kind of a little bit more balanced. Focusing on well, this is my take. Jimmy Butler will never make another All Star team. I think that's uh, that's the rest of his career will probably bear out. Not necessarily because of this. <laughs> not necessarily <laughs> because of. One? Yeah. Yeah, that's a hot one. I think he will never make an all-star team. I, I think he's still the best player on this team, and I think it's pretty clear. But with the emergence of Bam, Tyler's increased production and everything else, and, and the fact that they might not win as many games to kind of get that kind of consideration mm-hmm. that we were just talking about, I think Jimmy's time as an all-star is probably done. And I think he's fine with that, to be 100% honest. Well, he literally, he he literally told me he doesn't want to go. He was yeah, like, he just, right. He's like, if you didn't yeah. know, now you know. I don't like going to the <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure he would be perfectly yeah, he happy. Now, that one. Yeah, he co-signs that one. Is that too hot a take? I just think there's an emerg- emerging. Hot. No, I think it's actually it's an it's an intelligent take, and I think that he he listen. It's no secret that he's pacing himself as he should, as a, someone in his mid 30s. There's no need for him to be playoff Jimmy during the regular season. Um, we've seen what Bam and Tyler are doing on an individual level this year. I think that. That's a perfectly reasonable take. And I think that that's by design to an extent, frankly, like it's, that's not the time for him to be peaking. Um, So as long as the team's winning, I don't think it matters to him or spoil what his numbers are. And I know we can't make this argument because they haven't won enough, but if they stay in the top four through the duration of the all-star voting process, like who do voters look to as the reason or the the person most responsible for that kind of success? Last year he had, yeah, last year he had, you know, there was a little bit of an injury thing with Jimmy too, which I think hurt him. Like he's, he made, he's made it a couple times with the heat already. (laughs) You know, I also think I have no inside info on this. Like 
I'm sure when Adam Silver is also thinking about like who am I going to pick as an All Star replacement, it's like let me pick a guy who actually wants to go. Um, <laughs> right. So or you know, I think maybe um, that works against him, but yeah. So I I don't I think it's smart, but I I think if they're you know when they were the one seed, he was an All Star, and I think that he, he there's a very good chance that he makes it again if they're top three or four. If the Heat okay. are a playoff team, and th- well, let's remember the difference between All NBA and All Stars, All Stars starting with fan vote, right? Like, and mm-hmm. people associate the Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler, not with Bam Adebayo, not with Tyler Hero, regardless of what the numbers are. So I still think that there's a chance that, unfortunately for Jimmy Butler, he is forced to go to the All-Star game by the fans who like to see him play, even if he doesn't necessarily play like, you know, a typical All-Star with all the scoring and the shooting and all these things. Like, he is a huge, he's a big name, and he's marketable. He's all in the Michelob Ultra commercials and all these things. So people recognize him. I'm, I kind of am convinced that David's, like, quote-unquote reasonable take is actually going to be the hot one. Is you have another take, to... David? Let's go. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think this team is better than last year's team, but they're not going to go as far. I think that's my reasonable take here. I think <laughs> okay. the balance is – okay. <laughs> kind of Who gave West really. a soundboard? Who, who, why did we allow this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, I just think how... they're – yeah. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just I could see how much, uh, David, you enjoy the, the soundboard, but continue. No, no. I <laughs> – I think they're a better team. I think they're going to have a higher win total. I think they might even eclipse like, you know, the 50 win mark at the pace that they're going. And I don't think that's too far fetched. I just don't think that you can count on the three point shooting success and, and everything else kind of just meshing at the right time so perfectly as it did last postseason. So I can imagine this team being a better regular season team and not necessarily going, I mean, maybe even being a first round flame out. Too. I mean, David, I not only do I think that that's not hot at all. I think it's a very good take. I think that's exactly what's mm-hmm. going to happen here. I think the heat are much better than they were. They stunk last regular season. They were just slightly better than 500. They weren't good last regular season. And we they had a negative point, point differential, which I know people yeah. love uh, when I point that out. I will say I had my doubts that they'd be a better regular season team this year. Um, I'm impressed with what Lowry has done so far. They've avoided – I know Tyler's been out, um, mm. and that's that's not small, but if they avoid Jimmy and Bam being out, they'll be competitive. You know, they've played a very cupcakey schedule so far. I think it's yes. 10 teams uh, with uh, records under 500. They're 8-2 and two in those games. I think 1-3 yeah. and three, um, against teams. Otherwise. Rec- yes, yeah, so – uh, we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. Even with that, the Chicago game, the most recent one was their first double digit win yep. of the season. So they've had a successful stretch and I'm impressed with Hawkins, what Hawkins has done. If he doesn't, you know, it's going to be an endurance test for him as a rookie. If he doesn't get tired, once Caleb is back in shape, yeah, this team is deeper than I thought it would be. Certainly. Oh yeah. Um, but I think we're all in agreement that they, they need to make a move if their goal is to actually win a title. Well, that's What's my next idea. Take. We have a bonus. Oh, if we have a bonus take, I think the Heat have to trade Kyle Lowry, and it's not the reason why everybody right. thinks it is. It's because he's your most valuable expiring contract asset. You could attach him, and they are good enough now where I think a move is justified. And we know that Pat Riley wants to get to like the twenty game mark, and then kind of sit back and zoom out and say, "Okay, what are we really?" I think he's at by twenty games, which is a few more games from now, but not that long from now. Um, you've got to look at this and be like, Jimmy's still got it. He's, he could still be the capital D dude for this team. Bam Adebayo's better. Tyler Hero's better. Duncan Robinson's better. Like, if we can make a one minor trade here, we don't need to make the star trade here. We could actually use Lowry's contract and, God forbid, actually trade a future first-round pick to make a move that makes us better on the margins. Are I think you, they have to do it. 
Are you ready for my insane pie in the sky will never happen trade machine trade? I would love yes. it. They trade Tyler Hero oh, boy. to the Detroit Pistons. This is going to involve a third team. Hold on. They okay. trade Tyler Hero to the Detroit Pistons. Poor Tyler. Um, the Pistons trade Bogdanovich and Monte Morris to the Heat. And then the Heat send two first-round picks while Detroit sends one to Toronto to send OG Ananobi to Miami. So Toronto, wow. gets, Toronto gets three picks. The Pistons get Hero. The Heat get three players. And they save money in that move. <laughs> Again, is Hero enough for the Pistons to move off those two expirings? I don't know. Are three first-round picks enough for Toronto? I don't know. But it's intriguing. I'd, I'd love the idea of, of, of Tyler developing for Monty Williams the same way Devin Booker did, right? I mean, that would be part of the idea. I don't know that I'm ready to trade Tyler Hero just yet. I think you could trade Kyle Lowry in a pick and get some like real players back in return, potentially. Uh, but it's hot. No doubt about it, Ron. <laughs> that, that one was hot. Um, Poor Hayward right. Heisman. As soon as he starts emerging, he's going to get right, bent for OG. Right. Duncan, too. We just yeah. went spent all this time about Duncan. That one bumps yeah. him, too. But, you know. Yeah. Oh, well. Thanks for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app, Rohan. Before you go off into the weekend, uh, tell everybody where they can find your work and find you. Uh, listen, still kicking it over at SI.com. You can find my stories at Rohan Notkerny on Twitter. Appreciate you guys as always for the support. Thank you to all people who listen to the show, uh, retweet my stories, whatever it takes. I really appreciate it. Recently wrote about Duncan Robinson. Like you mentioned, go check that out.